If you're a more energetically sensitive, creative, or entrepreneur who's ready to transform your sensitivities into your superpowers so that you can spend more time in the flow and less time in the internal struggle, then you've come to the right place. The Empathic Entrepreneur Podcast with me, Anna Long Stokes, is a business and marketing podcast where we uncover the roadblocks that most energetically sensitive entrepreneurs and creatives face on their journey to success and how to move past these blocks to live a more purpose-driven and energetically aligned life. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Empathic Entrepreneur Podcast. I am your host, Anna Long Stokes, and I'm happy to be back at it today. It's been a couple of weeks. I have been in Portugal for about three weeks, and we're going to be heading out here pretty soon, but I've just been, I would say I've been enjoying the trip, which I have, but there's also been a lot that's come up. It has been a bit of a bumpy trip, and it's not anything that's been happening on the trip. It's been a lot of things that are happening kind of back home, and it got me thinking about what what am I working through right now? What's this energy? And it's been an energy that's kind of been um, something I've been playing with. A lot of times as an energy worker, when you are about to clear a new level of energy from your space or gain a new level of seniority with a certain energy, you have a lot of things come up in your life, almost almost like a mirror for you to take a look at these things. And so in today's episode, we are going to be talking about problems. What is your problem and what is not your problem? I did a little Instagram video on this, I don't know, a month or so back, and a lot of people liked it. And I always wanted to do a little follow-up episode to talk about problems. Um, And don't worry, this isn't going to be a stressful podcast episode. I actually think that um, you might get a little relief when you hear what I have to say about problems. So what are problems? Well, problems do exist. If they are your problems, then what it will be is there will be something that will come up in your life that will require you to look at it or take action. That will be something that is your problem. So, you know, you don't always have to think of problems as bad or negative problems. I just think of problems as situations that require you to partake in the solution. So it's not bad. Like let's say you just graduated high school and it's time to go to college. You could be faced with the problem of what college do I go to or um, how do I get my application done? Well, in the case of those two problems, um, what school you go to, that might be out of your hands. You might be able to meet the problem halfway in that you apply to the schools you're interested in, but whether you get in or you don't is to a certain degree out of your hands at that point. But the other one, which is the other problem, which is, oh, geez, I need to make time to fill out my applications. Well, that's that. the ball is in your court there. You're going to figure out how to have to manage your time or your schedule so that you can complete those applications. So your problem might be in that case, time management to make sure you complete your applications. So in that case, like both of those are technically in the realm of something that you are responsible for or something that you have some control over. So those might present some stress in your life. It's a very normal stress. 
But then there are other people's problems. And from an energetic perspective, it happens a lot that we take on other people's problems. Whether this is because we are very empathic and we are naturally trying to heal others, um, we might have deemed it our role to provide a solution for somebody or something in our life. Alternatively, someone or something may have shown up in our life who is demanding that we solve their problem for them, in which case this isn't our problem. So in today's episode, I wanted to talk about this um, kind of from the mental perspective, the mental and energetic perspective of how this might show up in your life and how this might feel. The reason I'm calling it mental is that um, you can learn these concepts as I talk about it here on the podcast, and you might begin to have more energetic recognition. But when you join a program like my Empathic Energy Management course, or the Empathic Healing course, uh, moving problems that aren't ours out of our energy space is an actual tool that you work. And that's not something I can describe. It's actually an energetic process I take you through to um, to help your body have an understanding of what, an, uh, what a problem feels like and then energetically how to move it out. But for today's episode, we're going to talk more about like the concept of it. So when I say the mental part of a problem, that's what I mean. So, okay, let's dive in. Let's talk about problems. Let's talk about problems that aren't yours. That's going to be the focus today because problems that are yours are going to be able to be solved pretty quickly. So um, it might be something that takes you a while in that you need the time to fill out college applications and that will take time. But it's not something that you're going to feel you're back up against the wall and you're going, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I don't know what decision to make. At the end of the day, you you make a decision and you do it and it's going to feel pretty easy. When it's not your problem, you're going to have a hard time finding a solution. That's one of the first signs that a problem that you think you need to solve is yours, is that you're going to look for a solution and no matter what you do, you you can't seem to find a solution that that you have any control over. So an example I want to give you, and this is one of the things that I'm going to share that's been going on in my life. Um, my husband and I bought a um, condo in Costa Rica like a year and a half ago. And very quickly, you know, we spent a couple months there and we weren't really sure if we wanted to live there full time. We came back to the States and then um, it had always been our intention that we were going to either move in it full time or else have it as somewhat of a rental investment property, kind of short term rentals, so that we'd still be able to go there when we wanted to. Um, we didn't really want a long term renter in there because we wanted the flexibility to be able to go back and visit um, when we wanted because we loved the property. It was really beautiful. And so, about a couple of weeks passed after we got back from Costa Rica and we got an email from one of the neighbors that had just moved into the community. And she and her husband were very, very worried about um, us renting our unit. They had lived in another condo in town, had bad experiences. It was a much larger complex, but they had had what they said were bad experiences with renters before. So I had taken a lot of time when I was at the property 
um, talking with them face to face about all the measures that we were putting into place. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, when you rent your place out, we rented various house of, houses of ours out on Air, Airbnb over about the last 10 years. And we really haven't had many problems. We've maybe had two bad guests out of hundreds. And so um, we had hired a professional property management company. Um, we had rules in place. We had screening in place, higher prices, uh, limitations on number of days to book. Like we just kind of thought about all the things that um, we could have into place to make sure that it was pretty seamless and that we weren't putting our neighbors out because that was our problem. So those were the things we could control. Um, and so those are the things that we tackled. But what became really apparent after we left was that kind of no matter what we did to appease these neighbors, they had a ton of fear and control issues around this. So they um, went around to everyone in the community, tried to convince everybody that the worst was going to happen. And they did a really good job. We had our first HOA meeting about a month later, and everyone just grilled us because everyone was super worked up because this woman um, had gone around and put fear in everybody else's space, which is something um, that you know applies to this problem of problems. So she took a problem. Uh, that was her problem, her problem with fear and control, needing to have ultimate control over her environment, which is like a natural fear or control mechanism people have. However, when you live in a shared community, whether it be an apartment or a condo, that's that's not going to work um, because ultimately you don't have uh, total control over your environment. It's a It's a group environment. Everyone has their own goals and desires for what it's going to be. So if you're someone who really struggles with those fear and control issues, having a any type of a shared living situation is probably never going to work for you, no matter how quote unquote perfect it is. So what we saw happen is that she went to all the neighbors and she literally kind of just energetically dropped fear in their space. So all these neighbors who we had had really good relationships and communication with before they had moved in, who were like, yeah, I'll send my friends to stay there. Yeah, that's cool. Like as long as, you know, you deal with it when people are weird, we're like, oh yeah, totally. Like everything was fine. And then she came and started just planting fear in their space. And so they all showed up at this HOA meeting, super lit up and just super angry. And the ironic part was that, um, you know, we hadn't even had a guest yet. So it was all just based on irrational fears at that point of what could happen. So at that point, um, we, we moved forward with it. We saw that there was no way we were going to make anyone happy. We had made this investment, this property investment in Costa Rica. And at minimum, we wanted to pay for our monthly expenses related to having a cleaner come and our HOA fees. You know, even though we had bought the house outright, there were still these expenses involved in running the house. And we wanted to make sure at least that was taken care of so that it wasn't eating away at our money every month. Not the best investment, but still um, trying not to lose money from it. The unfortunate part was through this bumpy road with communication, we got to the point where we no longer wanted to be a part of the community. It looked like everyone was very much energetically matching with this woman who was stirring up fear and control. And so at that point, we decided we likely wouldn't be going back to the community. So not only did we decide to rent, we decided to put the house up for sale and see if we could get any bites. So at this time that I'm recording the podcast, we still don't have a buyer lined up yet, but we have begun to rent it. 
So at first we used a property management company and then the big problem was them. Not not according to us, but according to the, the neighbor who was running a lot of control and fear. So her big fear was this particular property management company. She supposedly had had a really bad interaction with them, da, da, da. So we had them manage it for a while and ultimately we took back over um, control of that and had a neighbor one of the neighbors we get along with well in the community, um, we had her manage it because we wanted to be a little more involved in like the Airbnb profile. So at first, one of this one of the main issues this woman had was uh, the property management company we use. So we eliminated that fear. Um, one of the issues she had was that she didn't want short-term people coming and going, coming and going. So we started extending stays. And um, to date, just this year, since we took over management, we've had two people come in who've stayed for over a month. Um, the, the issue that that's happening, and I promise I'm getting to a point here, but I'm sure you guys can all relate to something like this in your life where sort of like no matter what you do, someone in your life isn't happy. So we got rid of the property managers that were a problem, got different ones. That wasn't good enough. We eliminated you know, the shorter term rentals and started doing long term ones. That's not good enough. So we're to the point with this woman where we've kind of tried all angles to appease her, but it's getting to the point where you know, if our guests are playing music at 8 p.m., she's calling the woman who's managing the property, complaining um, if they make a noise in the night that she hears through the wall, then um, she contacts Airbnb and tries to shut down our profile. Like she's just, she's a total loose cannon at this point. And there, I think there's some mental illness issues there. There's some definite, like she runs a lot of really, really nasty beings in her space. And so there's a lot going on there, but none of it's really in my control. And I had found myself getting really, really stressed. And, um, I realized that the only thing that was in my control was that I could control um, how she communicated with me. At the time, she had had contact to me via WhatsApp, and she was just using it as like an open channel of just dumping her junk into my space. So I, every day I've been on this trip in Portugal, I was waking up to a message from her, whether it was in our group thread or in our personal thread, like, this is happening now. This is a problem now. And it wasn't all about our rental. Most of it was about other things at the property it's just like this endless list of this woman's, um, you know, fears. And at this point, a lot of the other people in the community are starting to kind of pick up on like, oh, like this woman's like, uh, she's, she, she can't be happy. Like she's just never going to be satisfied. So everyone's kind of beginning to pick up on that. So what started out as this being just my husband and I are bad people for wanting to have an investment property quickly has kind of turned into, oh, like this, this woman has some, you know, control issues. <laughs> and, um, and she does, and she does. So, so what's happening, she's going to say it, she has control problems. She has fear problems. She's going to have a problem with anyone that lives at that property, whether it is a full-time runner, a short-time runner, it doesn't matter. As long as she shares a wall with them, has to share space with them. She's going to have a problem with them. That's her problem. So how I know it's her problem is I have tackled the things I could do to try to alleviate any concerns that any normal neighbor would have. But when I realized it was no longer my problem was that I couldn't come up with a solution. I, there's nothing. I, the only solution I could come up with was 
nobody lives there, which means my husband and I don't live there. A renter doesn't live there short term. A renter doesn't live there long term. The only way this woman will be happy is if nobody's living there. And that's when I was like, oh, this isn't my problem. There's nothing I can do. So I've since had to go on to block her from WhatsApp and all communication needs to be done with our um, with my uh, property manager and the HOA person because that's what I could do. I had to kind of take back control of my space. I had to do a ton of meditating and energy work around energetically moving her out of not only my space, but the actual condo space because she is essentially trying to take control of our condo, very obviously. So that is an example of a big thing that's been happening in my life recently that's just not my problem. No matter how much it feels like my problem, no matter how annoying it is, ultimately it's not my problem. There's no solution I can come up with that would make this problem go away because it's not my problem. Now, this woman, on the other hand, this is her problem. And so, you know, there's probably various solutions she could take, like not live in a condo, not live in a shared community, buy a sound machine, um, decide to walk through life uh, energetically aware of the fact that she can't control everything outside of her space. These are all growth steps that she could be taking. Now, I don't know if she will take these. That's also not up to me. It's not up to me uh, to convince her she has a problem. It's not up to me to even help her take her steps. Obviously, we are not on good terms. This is not one of those situations where um, I'm going to be like, hey, I've got a great idea for you. Like, go take a go take an art class, find a hobby because you're kind of like losing your mind. Like, that's not my place in this situation. If I started doing that with her, that would simply be another way in which I was trying to solve a problem that is not mine. So I want you to just take a minute And as you've been listening to this, maybe a couple things have been popping up in your mind around situations in your life that have been getting you really agitated. That's a good sign. It's not your problem. You'll get really agitated and you'll feel maybe backed up against a wall. The reason you feel backed up against a wall, and you might call this between a rock and a hard place, is that you just can't find a way out. Of course you can't find a way out. It's not your problem. So from that more like analytical, conceptual, mental perspective, I want you to ask yourself, what are some of the frustrations you've been trying to tackle in your life that aren't actually your problem? And you can just take a minute and think about that. You can hit pause. Just think about that. What are the things you feel backed up against the wall around? What are the things that you've tried to maybe write a list of a million solutions and then like none of them seem to work? Another way to put this is what are the things in your life that you are taking responsibility for that you don't need to take responsibility for? And one of the big reasons I knew that this huge headache happening in my life as I'm trying to be on this vacation, one of the big reasons I knew I was dealing with a problem that wasn't mine was I kept getting people who were booking readings and healings, and I would end up reading this same energy in their space. Oh, you feel responsible. You know, you might end up feeling like um, that victim-martyr complex where it's, oh, I'm a victim to this person. They're creating so much trouble in my life, but... And then you become the martyr because 
you're like, well, I'll just like suffer through it. Like I'll just tolerate this. Like for months I have tolerated this woman and her really quite literal harassments and abuses. You know, I've paid her the money she's demanded for this and that and made the changes to this and that she wanted. I've done everything to try to appease her until I finally got to the point where I was like, oh, if I don't cut the bitch off, excuse my language, but seriously, if I don't cut the bitch off, this will never stop. The nagging will never stop. You know, essentially, she was really trying to set the tone and she was trying to take control of our space. And I'm going to be honest with you. One of the reasons this was so easy for her to do and for us to let happen was that we aren't at the property. We aren't even in that country. She's there all the time. So there's a little bit more of a challenge for us to have our energy there because both of us are energy workers and we like to create in present time. And for you to create in present time as an energy worker, or really just as a human, you have to bring your energy into present time. So we don't like to leave a lot of it in the past. We don't like to leave a lot of it in our condo in Costa Rica. We'd like to be in the moment where we are at. So it's really easy when our energy isn't there for someone to come in and go, well, I'm going to put my energy here and I'm going to make my problem your problem. So if you run a company and maybe you go on vacation, you might have noticed this has happened. It may be a relationship that you've taken a break from or uh, haven't hung out with in a while. Like maybe that person has found a way to kind of get in or take control. Like this can happen in multiple situations. But if your energy is not there, it's easier for others' energy to be there, if that makes sense. This is why one of the big things we teach in the Empathic Energy Management course is like how to bring your energy into present time and how to really bring it into your body. (laughs) What's helpful about that is at the end of the day, even if her energy is all over that condo, which it's not because I'm working the energy of that because I know how to do that, but it took me a minute to realize that's what happened and then I had to get to work. But one of the things in me knowing, one of the reasons I know that this isn't my problem is because I have my energy in my body. I meditate. I clear energy from my space that isn't mine. There are times where I'm just telling my husband, like, I'm so confused. I don't know what to do. And it's like, Anna, like, when's the last time you meditated? I didn't meditate yesterday. Okay, go meditate. And then I like meditate half hour, hour. I'm a new woman. And most of the time, there's nothing for me to do. The problem solves itself. Now, if you're someone who's in a leadership role or you, um, whether, you know, this is at a company or you run your own business, this is a really good lesson. When you take a step back and you don't try to solve problems that aren't yours, those problems are going to get solved. They're going to get solved somehow. You know, you don't have to waste your time and energy on it. Most problems aren't yours. Okay, so that's all for today's episode. I hope you found it illuminating. Um, If you're looking to take steps on gaining more energetic awareness around, you know, what energy in your space is yours and what energy isn't. And how do you move out the energy that's not yours? And how do you take really proactive steps in protecting your energetic space? so that outside energies aren't coming in. If you're interested in learning all of those things, I encourage you to reach out, uh, take a look at my Empathic Energy Management class. Our next class starts Sunday, March 12th, 
and it's five weeks. It's so much fun. The students who are in class right now, we are having a blast every week. I've never had so much fun teaching a class. It is just so, um, I don't know. It's so awesome to watch a group of empaths learn to work these energy tools in their day-to-day life and then come back each week in a group forum and start talking about, oh my gosh, I did this. You know, I grounded and here's what happened. I blew a rose and here's what happened. Like all the things you learn to do in this class. It's so much fun to talk with fellow empaths that understand the journey you're on. You're here to become more conscious, more aware, and you're here to not only um, understand energy from a mental perspective, but to learn to work with energy in your body. So if those things get you a little a little excited, maybe you get little butterflies in your stomach when you hear about it, then, you know, I think you should check out my class. I think you should take it with me. I'm a pretty good teacher. <laughs> so if you're interested, check it out. Um, I'm going to put a link here in the show notes. And then of course, uh, you can go to www.empathicpreneur.com. I also created a website that is just for my energy work classes. I don't even know what it is off the top of my head. I think it's empathicenergymethod.com. You'll see a link to it in my Instagram profile. Okay, that is all for now. Have a lovely day. I'm going to be back at back at it next week with another episode. So um, yeah, see you then. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Empathic Entrepreneur Podcast with me, Anna Longstokes. For more information on these and many other topics or to contact me for a consultation, please visit www.empathicpreneur.com. That's empathicpreneur.com. Or check out the show notes for direct links. And hey, if you like this podcast, please remember to take a minute to leave a review and to share with a friend. Until next time, keep creating. Keep creating.